Guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode, and you know what? Today is the beginning of the full book summary of Stephen Covey's Speed of Trust. Guys, this is part one. This is the foundation. I'm going to break this up into different sections because I'm not going to be able to cover everything in one episode unless it's just, it just turns into a two-hour podcast, and there's no way I would do that because my, my voice box would fall out of my face, right? So... Wow. Like I told you guys, it's been a long time. When I bought this book, one of my friends who I had done a podcast with who had followed me on a Facebook page a very long time ago, Anna, we bought this book together. She was at, uh, we went to a place where originally I had bought the Napoleon Hill's Law of Success at the end of 2015, and this kickstart my journey of personal development. And... She was there when I bought the book, and she bought Stephen Covey's uh, Seven Habits. And this was just after I had ran the Spartan Beast, I believe. I believe. Uh, because I still remember when I bought the book. And why did I buy that book? Because uh, Entrepreneur earlier, probably two, three months earlier, had contacted me via Instagram. And I brought him onto my podcast, and he said that Stephen Covey's Speed of Trust was single-handedly one of the greatest influences in his life. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to buy this. And you know what? Here it is right now. How I've been influenced not only to move to Vietnam, but it's just after learning about learning about all of this and going through the relationships I've gone through over the past year covering this book, now we've reached the end. And it's such an amazing, I mean, it's just such an amazing ride, and it's been such an, a hell of a journey. And so now you guys are probably wondering, okay, so what are we going to do? What are you going to cover? Well, first and foremost, the blog is very important. But let's just break this down. Remember from the very beginning, I said trust issues affect everyone. Let me give you some quotes. I can't stand the politics at work. I feel sabotaged by my peers. It seems like everyone is out for himself or themselves and will do anything to get ahead i've really been burned in the past how can i ever trust any (laughs) trust anyone else you know or have a real relationship another one would be i work in an organization that's bogged down with bureaucracy it takes forever to get anything done i have to get authorization just like to buy a pencil you can even say the older the children get the less they listen to me what can i do I feel my contributions at work are hardly ever recognized or valued. Hey, right here. Let me raise my hand. That's why I went elsewhere. I felt like everything I did at work was just, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to keep saying these quotes first. I foolishly violated the trust of someone who was supremely important to me. If I could hit rewind and make the decision differently, I would do it in a heartbeat. But I can't. Will I ever be able to rebuild the relationship? I have to walk on eggshells at work. If I say what I really think, I'll get fired, or at least made relevant. My boss micromanages me and everyone else at work. He treats us all like we can't be trusted. With all scandals and corruptions and ethical violations in society today, I feel like someone has pulled the rug from under me. I do not know or who to trust anymore. Guys, these are the things that we actually go through on the daily basis. Let me give you another – let me give you a very interesting example. My boss micromanages me and everyone else at work. I do believe that the front office staff, they micromanage me because every time I come in, 
And and yes, I do have a history of not wearing ties and this and that, but I just put it on afterwards. Now it just seems like every comment that gets hurled at me is about my clothes, and I've had enough. Don't you ever tell a grown-ass man how to dress. No, I'm not looking good for you. No, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a damn about any of that. I'm going to wear whatever the fuck I want to wear. Got it? If I want to wear a tie that's completely different color from this, I'm going to wear it. You know why? Because why is it that this place always comments me on what I wear compared to the other places I work at? I work for some of the biggest companies in all of Bangkok, and of course, they have never questioned what I wear. One, because, well, I actually go there well-dressed versus the other place where I just really don't give a fuck. Because, again, I have to take a very nasty, disgusting-ass bus to get there, and you guys are forcing these goddamn classes down my throat. Therefore, I don't give a fuck about you. Guys, let's focus. Let's focus. We've all been a part of a lot of these, especially being burned in the past with certain relationships. Children not listening to you anymore. And your contributions. This is the most important aspect. This is the most important aspect because the moment you do something great, you never get heralded. But the moment there's just the smallest problem, you become the worst person and your job's on the line. For me, of course, out here in Thailand for being a colored man. So then I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'm just going to go page by page like you have all these pseudo-ass teachers do the same thing. See, guys, distrust and trust issues affect everyone around the world. And you know what? They create those low and high trust relationships. So, again, if you guys talk about low trust and high trust relationships, extremely, and I mean extremely important. Because if we actually talk about low trust relationships, think about it. How do you feel within the low trust relationships? Let me give you an example. When it comes to low trust relationships and what I've been through, of course, out here in Thailand. I have to look at things like full circle and say, why do I continue having this specific person around me any longer after all the things we have been through? Does that make sense? A lot of you have these low trust relationships. And unfortunately, my family just so happened to fall into that category of being part of a low trust relationship. And so I want you to think of someone right off the back, right off the back. A low trust relationship. Um, let's see. I'm going to have to... Okay, here we go. I don't trust any of the women I work with. No, just one particular branch of the three or four that I work at. So when it comes to them, how do I feel? Well, you know what? I feel that I am not trusted. I feel that they do not look out for me. Um, I feel that they give me the runaround all the time. I feel that I am doing too much for them and they're not doing enough for me. Now, again, that is a very, very important aspect uh, in terms of not getting too up in yourself and always wanting what you want instead of other people, right? But guys, the simple fact is, how do they make me feel? Can I trust them, especially what they've done all year, especially with them giving the majority of the work to the other white teachers? How does that feel? And so if you look at it, when we look at low trust Uh, relationships. Let's look at it this way. You got a dysfunctional environment. Uh, You have uh, intense micromanagement. Okay, this is like with the girls delegating different tasks and saying, oh, I'm not going to give you an intermediate task because this is what I believe about you. See, that's the shit that gets me very annoyed. Punishing systems and, and structures. And what does this ultimately create in personal relationships? Well, hot, angry confrontations. This is what just happened Uh, Just a month ago, 
I was under the impression that this specific class was going to be canceled. And yet they said, and the lady literally tried to make me look like a fool in front of all those people. And this is the tendencies of a lot of older Thai women who think they have that power and superiority. And so I blew up in front of her. I was like, nope, well, you know what? I am no longer available. How about that? Goodbye. And I never spoke to her again. I haven't spoke to that motherfucker since. Why? Hey, he hot, angry confrontations. Why? Because the dysfunctional environment that she has created and the dysfunctional relationship we have between uh, the one, uh, you know, both of us pended because she believes I can't do this, I can't do that, and it's all came about because what she has conjured up in her mind. Verbal, emotional, there's a lot of things being said, right? Legal positioning. That legal position and meaning, ooh, you know what? Okay, he had these two, the parent complained about showing their, her, their completely not disciplined kids videos all goddamn class. Oh, I'm not going to give him any work. Again, guys, I've only had five private students from this specific branch, yet the micromanagement of even the head. He says, oh, you live by there, so we want you to be there during the weekend. I'm like, guys, what the fuck is this? You're not giving me any wor- uh, any of the work on the weekend. I'm not going to sit here and wait for you guys to give me fucking work. So I said, block out my schedule. I'm done. I'm not working for you guys on the weekend anymore. You got 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, and that is it. And you know what? That was a big, bold step for me to take, and it felt real good at the same time. Because after they had thrown me under the bus again, hey, that's what happens. Now, does this happen at the other branches that I work? No, no. Because I work at other places, the same... God damn full-time job that I have, and there isn't intense micromanagement at the other places. They contact me on a regular, consistent basis, on a daily basis almost. Hey, are you free? Hey, I got this. Hey, I got this. Hey, I got this. Why is that? Maybe because they trust me. However, the place that I live nearby where this, of course, being micromanaged from the head guy, telling me, hey, well, you live near there. Uh, yeah, but I also have to travel down there in a roach-infested bus, and I have to walk to get to the place, only to be berated by ignorant-ass souls. That is an 80% tax on... That's a non-existent trust relationship. Guys, these are taxes and dividends. So if you just look at very low trust, which isn't an example there. I mean, there is non-existent trust at where I'm working. But if you look at low trust... Um, and some of the places I used to work out before, right? There's an unhealthy working environment. So you would get fat old white guys, and I hate to really classify them as white, but I'm just trying to paint a picture here for you. Uh, British, let's just say fat old British guys, huh? Okay, 60, 70 years old, came here to marry a woman, all right? Do you guys feel what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? They would sit there and complain about every single motherfucking detail about Thailand. Employees, stakeholders, everything is just toxic, And it felt like, and I remember there was a South African girl at the age of 23. And when she first came, she was very bubbly. And I'm like, listen, listen to me. Just stay away from the older men here. They're going to turn you into one of them. She didn't understand that. And she kind of just veered away all that negativity. Within one month, she ended up being worse than them and complaining. And she was so discontent and angry. (sighs) Excessive time wasted defending themselves and excessive time wasting complaining about shit that's outside of your influence and more in the circle of concern. This is it right here. Now, of course, this extended to the low trust, which is a 40% tax in terms of there being, hey, hidden agendas. 
bureaucracies, redundancies. And remember, I told you about that redundancy in the podcast that I actually posted on my blog. If you guys are interested in listening to that podcast I posted last November, you can check the blog out. And that redundancy was always making course reports that served no purpose, that didn't give a full go, nothing. Those course reports didn't assess anything, nothing whatsoever. What is it that this student is trying to achieve? Not what the hell he learned in a bullshit historical 150-year-old classroom and a garbage system. So again, if you have no tax, no dividends, hey, you got yourself a healthy workplace, good communication, few office politics, cordial healthy communications with, you know, within the personal relationships, a focus on working together smoothly and efficiently. I want you guys to rate yourself right now out of all those 80%, 60%, 40%, 20%. I do believe this is on the blog too. Um, and look at some of those taxes and ask yourself, what kind of workplace are you working in right now? Are you at an 80, a 60, a 40, a 20? Do you have like, you know, shades of 40, but at times you have no tax, no dividend? Do you have a 20% dividend, which is like focusing on work and effective collaboration, positive partnering, helpful systems, strong creativity and innovation? There's one part-time job I'm working with that I do have that 20% dividend. And you know what? They've sent me out. They have that trust within me, and they've sent me out to some of the biggest companies. I'm talking about like – it's not so much small market companies, but just companies in general, whereas I could showcase that personal development. And they know how great I have that uplifting and positive communication that I can convey to other individuals within the classroom or in, in, in that little vicinity that I'm in at that moment. And so they realized and they said, oh, my God, this guy has ultimate feedback. OK, let's send him over here. Arsenio, can you do this? Hey, listen, I can't do this because it's too much of a bureaucratic nightmare at this specific bank. And, you know, there's this, there's this, there's that problem, this problem. There's a lot of different problems. I'm sorry I no longer could do that. And he's like, okay, all right. And then he gave me another one. He said, hey, listen, I know you're great at sales. And I'm like, of course, I'm the god at sales. No, I'm not talking about from a moment, you know. But, and the thing is, guys, they have that trust in me. That's 20% dividend. That's how good it is. Now, again, is it at that world-class dividend, that world-class trust? I'm talking about high collaboration, effortless communication, positive transparent relationships, strong innovation. That's more of like the Mind Valley Academy type of stuff, right? Because those relationships within that company have amazing energy and, you know, when it creates those relationships, that communication is just free all over the place. And I do believe that I have a 20% to a 40% dividend uh, with uh, one company that I work for. Um, who is it? This other lady I have is probably like 0%, but the thing is, her and I, we have a real good, you know, it, it's not like very open communication and whatnot, but it's solid. It's solid. Um, her just being a very old class tie and whatnot. Um, I've actually had other relationships that have been remarkably solid. What are the other things that I've been doing? Oh my god, I forgot. But, okay, of course, with my guy over there, uh, uh Luke Burroughs, Motivational Mentors. That's a 20 to a 40% dividend, right? Uh, Juwan, who I used to have employed on my TheArsenioBuckShow.com, obviously it started off probably like at a, a, a 0%, then it worked up to a 20% dividend, and then it worked down to like a 20% tax. And that's because we were just not on the same page. There were a lot of things and possibly I was micromanaging the entire thing. And I was trying to tell her, hey, can you do this? Can you do this? And she just wasn't doing anything. I'm like, hey, you know what? Okay, that's it. We can't do anything about that. So 
<sighs> guys, what I'm trying to do is trying to tell you guys about some of the low and high trust relationships we have. High trust meaning high dividends, low trust meaning there's, there are significant taxes. And when there are significant taxes, that specific workplace and that job, it's more vulnerable to hostile and combative situations. Now, I told you the 60 to 80% tax I worked for was the Language Center New Education World, uh, which is literally all over Bangkok. But that was a very, 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 um, what is it, high tax, 80% or 60 to 80%. Now, the worst place I've ever worked for was my first job. That was an 80% tax. And that was the most ruthless environment I've ever worked in. Um, 40 to 60% taxes, easy at my first job in Sydney. Uh, ooh, I had an 80% tax out there uh, at another place in Melbourne, one of the first jobs I've worked at. So guys, we all have our fair shares of fucked up environments, you feel me? But it's all about understanding how to build from there. That's when I went into the five waves of trust. Now, I'm going to get into the values and the core values in the next podcast, but right here, I just want to tell you guys, you guys probably heard me speak about this on the last podcast, and it was about self-trust, relationship trust, organizational trust, market trust, and societal trust. So, with self-trust, it deals with the confidence we have in ourselves, in our ability to set and achieve goals, to keep commitments, to walk our talk, congruency. Right, relationship trust, how to establish and increase those trust accounts we have with others. Organizational trust deals with how leaders can generate trust in all kinds of organizations, including businesses, nonprofit organizations, you know, educational institutions, and other things. And of course, we have the market trust. It's about your company brand, the investors, the customers. Now. If we actually look at it, I was just having another conversation recently with one of my wonderful, wonderful business students, and she talks a lot about her previous job because that's the only job she worked for. And honestly, that was, that had to be more than a 100% tax. That was probably the most toxic environment I've ever heard, of, heard before in my life. And this all revolved around market trust. The customers are poorly treated. By like the cashiers and the front office staff, the CEO lady does not accept ideas or opinions whatsoever, and she plays the blame game. There's no leadership in there whatsoever. It's a complete disaster. Well, you know what? That will reflect in the customers, the investors, and everything. I'll give you an example. Customer service. I'm going to be doing an Instagram TV very, very soon if I hadn't already posted it yet. And it was about customer service. My student, who I just told you, just mentioned about her being just an extraordinary human, human being, she called the job that I work for, the dog shit place that I just told you about, that specific, uh, that specific branch. And I said, as a customer, you called. The lady picked up. She was rude. She was cold. She didn't give you any solutions. She didn't say hello. She didn't ask you how you were doing. Nothing whatsoever. She's like, yep. And I said, how does that make you feel as a customer? Fucked up. Now, would you come back? If this course ends, would you come back and pay more money to, you know, to learn here? No. There it is. This is exactly what happens. You can't – that market trust is everything. If I call after I've given you my money and you don't give a fuck, I have a big problem with that. It's kind of like you know a graphic designer I'm working for uh, at present. You know, I sent him $200, and then he kind of went AWOL. Three weeks, I finally get well, – four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks. I finally get my first logo, and I'm like, dude, I understand you're busy, but you were on top of things before I sent you that money. 
you were getting things done very, very quickly. And now all of a sudden you're extremely busy. So what is that going to do with the relationship trust going forward? We're done. I'm not going to say anything. He already knows that he's fucked up. Now I'm going to tell him at the end, hey, you've got your $200 worth. However, I will be discontinuing services with you based on what had happened after I sent you and Western Union you that specific money. You went AWOL. You didn't get anything done and you felt because you had that money, you didn't have to do anything. Let this be a lesson that you cannot do that in the world of business. You have to get shit done and it ne- there needs to be deadlines. Make some time. You got to be able to manage. I know you're 18, 19, 20 years old, but welcome to the new world. So best of luck in your future endeavors. That's not so much about market trust. That's more about relationship trust. You know what I mean? So there's the last. That's the fourth. And then the fifth is the societal trust. This is about creating value for others and for society at large, your contribution. This is vastly important because a lot of you, again, it's always about me, 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 and it's not bigger picture. Well, it's time to get bigger picture. So, guys, again, um, the high tax, low tax, those are some things to identify. Again, going more macro into some of these podcasts and what I talked about. It's on the blog. I have all those podcasts there. You can just click on it and listen to them as well as this specific podcast will be on that blog too. And if you guys have any questions, please let me know. And I'm waiting for all your responses. So stay tuned. I'm going to be breaking down all the cores coming up very, very – well, actually in the next podcast. So with that being said, guys, have another wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. Here's part one of the book review over and out.